this goes to show you exactly what type of day I'm having. Okay. <laughs> we started to record the show, guys. Started. Yeah. And then talking. Literally close to 10 minutes into recording. Knee deep in the conversation. And realized that the mic wasn't plugged in. God damn it. <laughs> now, I don't know where this is going from. <laughs> I'm not even drunk yet. <laughs> I'm not even drunk yet, I promise. Listen. It, 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 you know, rookie mistake. This might be a little loud due to the AC. I'm sorry. It's, it's 100 degrees outside. Listen, here. y'all gonna be all right. Y'all gonna be all right. You didn't hurt the fan and everything in the background before. We'll be all right. So, welcome to this. I'm just gonna do the speed up condition um, edition of this. Um, welcome to WRH Podcast, right now. Who raised you? Who raised y'all? Um, and I had started, but I'm not gonna wait. Um, this week I am Jillian Scott. Hello. As a Gemini, I am, and also I am Avery Wilson. Yes, and I am the line of notes to Who Is Jill Scott Words and Sounds Volume One. And welcome to this week's episode. Now I started by doing this. standout moment when it came to speaking about who is Jill Scott Words and Sounds Volume 1 yesterday which we record on Sunday so yesterday was Saturday yesterday was the official 20th anniversary of the release of the album my god it's been 20 years of Jill Scott still can't believe it it does not feel like 20 years no no. it doesn't and that woman just aged like a fine wine she's and just so gracious, so humble, and just the epitome of a woman. Listen, class. Dignity. Ugh. You know, she the only person I know that can sit here and sing about sex and then talk so are you hungry now? <laughs> Hello? Hello? Alright, I'm ready to go to the stove. I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna make some grits. Mm. There might be some strength to go along with it. I can't have it, I can't have shellfish. No. But you know. <laughs> Obviously, she's going to fuck you to beat you. Listen. So, <laughs> after, like, shit. baby, you hungry? Hell, she might have the food prepared before she fucked It might already be in an aluminum pants. Mm-hmm. Over the Bunsen burners. It might already. Now, we talked about um, remembering those times. Like, in 2000, I was 13. I was 17. And I remember my mom would not stop playing this album, and that's what made me a fan. And she wouldn't stop playing it, and then as I got older, I gravitated toward the album again and gave it a listen in an adult mindset. And it was completely different from listening to it as like a child. Man, listen, and like I was telling Lonnie the first time, like, I remember going to purchase that CD and like putting it in my Walkman and listening to it on my way to work, and I swear, I listened to that album for a good two, three months straight. It was all that I would listen to. Mm-hmm. Just a great fucking album, great music. It's a masterpiece, actually. If we're gonna be funny, it's a masterpiece. And like, and it's funny because like, I think about what I was going through during that time when that album came out. Like every album she's ever come out with has been a soundtrack to my life at some point. Mm-hmm. But like coming back to it and listening to it now with even more experience, like. Some of them songs just hit way different now. I will always, always, always stand show me. Show me if you need a soundtrack to outside of these niggas. <laughs> show me is like the ultimate 
song for you. She's that girl. Sis. She's that girl. Show, and the fact is, it is literally a bonus track. All the way in the back. All the way in the back. All the way in the back. You thought it was over. And I remember, I think I really gave it a good listen in like my 20s, like mm-hmm. my early 20s, I think close to mid. And that's just like, she was spinning. That's what's spinning. I'm like, huh. When she said, would you be able to replenish my faith and brothers? I was like, oh, oh, oh. why are you doing this to me? First of all, some of those songs that are like even more prevalent to this day, like now I'm thinking about watching me. Watching me is some shit. I remember when I heard that song for the first time, it was so like, it felt so cryptic and it opened my eyes to make me think about a lot of shit. A lot of shit. And um, like I said, I think about it now. You listen to it now and look at the world around us. She was on some shit two decades, two decades ago. Literally. And it's just, it's so weird that it has been 20 years of just happening. That much time has passed. And for somebody, like I said before, somebody that did not want, like Marla said, she did not want to be an artist at first. No. That was not her plan. She just wanted to write. Mm. And the first thing that she ever wrote was the hook for You Got Me. Hmm. Now, Erica Badu, if you also are a student of um, Baduism, you also are very aware Erica does not accept tracks that are pre written. Right. She never has. So, to now be in a space where she accepted a hook from that was pre written, and what really made Jill stand out more than anything, because she was already standing, standing in the background for the roots. Hmm. It was a show in Brooklyn. They told the story on Versus. It was a show in Brooklyn, and Erica was stuck in traffic, but Jill was there. So Jill sung the hook to "You Got Me" at a lot, and I think it's on like the, one of their live CDs where Jill actually sung it. And of course, like Marlon pointed out when we first started, he's like, if you go back to the um, the interlude before um, "Slowly Surely." Mm-hmm. That's where that came from. What's your name, girlfriend? I said, what's your name? My name is J-I-L-L-S-C-O-T-T. Yes, bitch. Jill Scott representing North Philly, y'all. Yes. Now, it aged like wine, especially if you love the album as a teenager and then go back and listen to your adult life. My God, was she spitting. Oh, child. She was spitting. That's why I still, it's a staple for me in the summertime, especially. Yeah. Because it was released in summer. It, it's a staple for summertime. Like, the weather's breaking, I'm throwing that album on. Sometimes I just let it play start to finish and just let it go through. Baby. But, mm, mm, mm. Oh, Jesus. Jilly Jill. So, um, it's time to get, we went from brief nostalgia. Now it's time to go to current day mess. Yes. Um, it's called Scroll On. Um, I'm not even gonna say get the flush because y'all been sitting on toilets all day. Listen. Um, I started to say, and I started it with this, um, here on the podcast, we are very we're mental health enthusiasts. So we always preach like doing the word self-care, self-help, um, therapy, high emphasis on therapy. So this week, um, it came out that Tamar Braxton um, was found unresponsive. I think this was on Friday. She was found unresponsive, and she was rushed to the hospital. And they, she put out a cryptic um, text, and it was a draft tweet, but she never sent it out. 
in the tweet it said that she basically was a slave and that she didn't own like she owned nothing in her life so and even when now that I think about it with Tamar like I told Marlon that episode they had with um Ayana uh yeah I, I always fuck up her name it's fine Ayana I, I fuck up the pronunciation of her name I don't care I care but I don't because I, I can never the end throws me off I'm not gonna get, I'm not gonna lie. The end throws me off. It's okay, friend. The end. Can we get rid of it? No. And do Ayana? No. Ayala? No. But not why Ayana? No. That's that woman's name. But why? It's her name. Can we talk? No. Can I write her? No. You sure? No. I can make that. Because no. <laughs> this is confusing. Um. That episode they had a Bryce and values after the whole big falling out that they had over money with Wee TV. And they had a group therapy session with right. all of the sisters. And her actions let me know that there was something deeper going on with her. Mm-hmm. That she was in, like, you could just tell she needed more than just a little gospel and praise worship. She needed actual therapy to go on top of her faith. And sometimes that's like the hardest struggle, especially for people that are like heavily into the church. Right. Realizing that therapy is not the devil. It actually go. it's like, I say it because it's the truth. Prayer without work is an empty prayer. So you cannot pray for God to want to rid you of your anxiety and depression if you're not doing the work by going to therapy, doing the work by doing self-care, doing the work by doing self-help. Well, if you're not doing those things, it's empty. You're in the same situation. All you're doing is praying. You're wasting a prayer if you're not doing the work within yourself. <coughs> if you're not actually seeking help from a professional, taking the medication. Go on. And this is not a scolding session. It's just, I need everyone to understand, if you're not doing the work, then you're wasting your time. Okay. We preach the work all the time. I'm still a work in progress. Marlon is still a work in progress. Yes. I can't tell you what you should already know. And my heart goes out to her. I love Tay Tay since the beginning, but I need Tay Tay to actually want to help herself. Yeah. And I want everyone to understand you have to want to help yourself too. I think she does. I just don't think that she knows how to. That part. I think that's what it is. Um, a lot of the things that I've seen from her um, come from a space of desperation, of wanting help. And just not really knowing how to go about it. You know what I'm saying? I think she was in, I think she might need to, um, what is the therapy where they, um, induce you into, like, a deep subconscious so you can really reveal your issues? Um, I forgot. Is that hypnosis therapy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like she needs, like, that, and I feel like she needs inner child therapy. Because. Definitely. A lot of her issues stem from her childhood. <coughs> a lot of it. A lot of them. Especially due to the fact that she's the baby. She's always the one crying and needing attention. And I love Tay Tay. But she also has the victim complex. And it's bad how bad she has the victim complex. Because mm. nothing is her fault. Everyone is, everything is everyone else's fault except hers. Right. And at some point you have to take ownership of what meet what you did and what where you went wrong. Right. There's no way you could sit here and say, oh, that this person wronged me, that person wronged me, but what did you do to correct it? What did you do to face it yourself? Where did you fall short? Right. You can't want help. You can't want to sit here and be a victim if you're not willing to put yourself in the, in the shoes of the other person. And it doesn't work like that. And she also revealed that she was molested as a kid too, and they won't reveal who did it. Oh, see. 
that's so much healing. So it's much. So healing. much to impact, unpack with Tamar. My best wishes to her and the rest of family. You yes. know, say, say, I want to see you up and you know, doing your thing, and it's all right. Um. So we're gonna transition from Tay Tay into the real for a second, because okay. of course hand in hand. Um, this week, first and foremost, I okay. I thought of something that I need to say, and I need to do it right now before we even go any further. Yesterday, I received news of someone's passing. If you are familiar with the gay, the black gay nightlife scene here in New York, you are familiar with NCTQ. Um, from my early 20s up until like, I, I really stopped becoming a frequent club head around like 26, 27. I used to go like every other week. Like, hey babe, we at the club, bitch, what's up? Right. Easily $100, dollars out of drink. Cash, money. But, he was this, like the hype man to our nights. Now mm. <laughs> drunk, drunk uh, some drunk, some high, some both nights <laughs> inside the club, and he was not like he ne- never presented to me as like a bad person. Even when us finding out that he had cancer, it was a remission, and it just it's sad to say that he unfortunately he passed. Um, as a staple for the culture, and especially now that the majority of those spaces we had to be free and be ourselves are like really starting to vanish before our own eyes. We don't even have a club that we can just say we can go to this club. Even pre-COVID, it was always this club, that club, this club, that club. And we never really, now we don't really have a space, so to lose him is it's deep to especially a lot of people, like I said, that went out. Or go out to the nightclubs, you know exactly who TQ is. You actually knew he was turned up, he might stand on a couch. Mm. That was your hype man. And to lose him, especially to see um, DJ Ironbound, who was another who was one of the main people DJs he worked with, to see his response, it was it's just heartbreaking. And my heart goes out to his family, his son, and just I always say when we lose people, I never say rest well or rest in peace. I always just say thank you. Because your life, what you did while on this earth speaks volumes for you as a person. And especially for him, it spoke volumes that other people's enjoyment meant more to him than his own circumstances. And that I will always say for him. So I wanted to take the time out to say rest in peace to NCT Here we go. So with that being said, we also got the confirmation this week that Naya Rivera's body was found in Lake Fury. Uh, it, it's a sad situation, and the fact that, and I got a school session for you niggas. Oh shit! Can we talk? What first you? and foremost, can we? I want to say my heart definitely goes out to her family, and also the Maury family because uh, Ty's Maury revealed that was his, the love of his life, his first love, and he basically outpoured love on Tanaya, and now to find to get the confirmation that she passed. Of course, that's a lot for anybody. So, definitely my thoughts and prayers to them, but I want to get on you niggas real quick. Sure. Big Sean and Naya Rivera broke up years ago, right? Why are we talking about I don't fuck with you right now? Why? Why is this of importance right now? The song, yes, is about her. She had a song directed at him. Let it go. 
because I'm willing to bet you, you still want to sing every word to I don't fuck with you. It's a song. Regardless of who it was directed to, it's not going to come off of streaming. It's still there. You're still going to listen to it. It's one of his most played songs. It's not going to go anywhere. So for y'all to sit here and try to put this man under attack and try and get that song taken down, it's not going to happen. He even spoke on her death. He didn't have to. They did not get along after they broke up. Let it go. Your your sensitivity is not going to get that song taken down. No. It's not helping anything. It would be different if he released it after she died. Right. It'd be different. This came out while they were alive, after they broke up, while they were beefing. Let it go. He even yeah. said something about her passing away. He didn't have to. He didn't have to. Y'all gotta stop. But y'all need to stop with this bullshit. The song was released years ago. Y'all have a problem screaming that shit in the club before. <laughs> but a bitch by us. Mm. But like I said, thoughts and prayers to them. Also, um, I did transition into the real. Speaking of the Maris, Tamara Mari made her announcement that she is leaving the real. Really? Yes. She said after seven years, it's it's time for her to leave. Huh. So now the real is down to hosts. So currently, the sitting hosts for the real are gonna is still gonna be Lonnie Love. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian um, Bailon, he, he, um, I forget her last, her last name, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jamie Mack. Now, you're gonna have two seats pre like basically vacant. Mm-hmm. My goal, I would say, personally, for the real, just get one more and call it a day. You don't need five. And especially Amanda, and I don't blame Amanda, I have a love hate relationship with Amanda Sills. Mm-hmm. Everyone that knows me knows this. <laughs> I love her, but yet, can't stand her sometimes. Love mm-hmm. her, mean it. Um, but Amanda had a realization that was so real when she said she felt like that space was not meant for her. Mm. And that was a real comment to say, especially coming from her. Um, I believe her, what she said was the truth. Um, it wasn't a space for her because they don't have spaces for being una- being a woman that's unapologetically black. Oh. And it's more so you're censored, you're not able to say what you want. It's like all these sponsorships that might go down the drain if you say what you really want to say. Right. So it's like you're gonna get censored. So that it's like it, it's not, <laughs> that not, not her in the slightest. So it's like that's not for you. If I want to see Amanda back on television besides a secure Lutton, um, I'd rather her bring smart back and black and funny to the show, mm-hmm. like to bring it on the television as a game show. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want to see her back in the room. I'm like that. It was good while it lasted, but it's not her space. So best of luck to them and replacing Tamara, um, which Tamara had to address it while more while basically tending to her brother, mm-hmm. who's going through a major death right now. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. So uh, another death that we had. Um, Representative John Lewis passed away this week. Um, I'm not going to sit here and hold anyone to say that uh, this is my, a bit of my negligence. I'm not not saying I'm fully familiar with his work. I just know he was also one of the oldest House members that was sitting in the um, House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. That's the furthest I knew, but also a lot of people told his story of how he was a civil rights leader. Right. So we just were losing a group. 2020 can just leave at this point. Child, I'm so ready for her to be over. I think everyone is just ready for her to be over. We're sick of seeing her. We're just tired. 
the hope can go. Um, while we're speaking about that, um, mm, I'm gonna give you choices. I like when I get the choices. I don't like it. I, I love it. I love it. I, I, I think this is the best part of the show when I give you options. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Okay. Um, we have. Hmm. Narcissism or the block list. Those are tough choices. <laughs> narcissism or the block list. Well, let's go with narcissism. So Kanye West is holding his first rally <laughs> um, in South Carolina. Um where he's urging people to come out and support him running for president. Now, I never knew, and someone update me. It's July, right? Mm-hmm. It's July. Mm-hmm. The presidential election is in November. Mm-hmm. You announced that you're running for president in July. In July, to run for this year. I, first of all, <sighs> In July. I, I, I believe that this is some sort of divisive plot. I believe that it is taking attention off of what's really going on right now. I am not going to profess to be one that is knowledgeable and proficient in politics because I am not. But a little bit that I do know, this is some bullshit. You're running for president and you announced this in July. First of all, what credentials do you have to run for president? You've never held civil office. But neither has president. So and y'all good Judy's. So And he actually was he actually took his support away from that man. And while we were on narcissism, that was another thing. So I don't know if you noticed that um CNN completely cursed out Trump. <laughs> um Chris Cuomo let him have it. Cuomo is Chris Cuomo, let me told you. He hates him. <laughs> the disdain that Chris Cuomo has for y'all's president is very valid. He hates him. He hates the understatement. He loathes him. Yes. He cannot stand that man. And what he did let us know, because Chris Cuomo said bullshit on air. <laughs> He's like, you're in the middle of a global pandemic and you're sitting here promoting beans and rice. They're taking full photo ops of, in the Oval Office with Go- with Goya products sitting in front of you. Ivana is taking a whole picture holding a can of Goya beans. Y'all are worried about Goya when you had thousands, hundreds of thousands coming through with positive corona t- coronavirus t- um, results. You're sitting here having full governors wanting to sue cities for making it an ordinance to make a mass requirement. You have whole people dying. You have thousands of people dying. And all you give a fuck about is Goya because they support you. This is the worst. 2020 is the worst episode of Six Side World I've ever witnessed in my life. This is literally Six Side World. (laughs) Literally. And this is the name of the episode, Six Ad World. Yes, sir. There you go. I named the episode. I had to think about the shit this week. Six Ad World. (sighs) And it's just, oh my God. I, I, like, I don't expect anything less from y'all's president anymore at this point. I really don't. Because he's a narcissist. He's a control freak. And 
he wants to be a dictator, but that can't happen. So trying to, it, it's just, uh, I could be here all day. The block list, because I'm starting to get a headache. <laughs> You're starting to get a little faint? Um, yeah, it's just. So I'm reading this directly from the Shade Room. It says, the White House has blocked CDC director from testifying on schools reopening at hearing next week. Um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but um, there's actually an ordinance now that where positive corona results have now not no longer go to the CDC, they go directly to the White House. Now. We are in danger. <laughs> now. We are in danger. The, this is what it reads. The very same scientists and people that have been monitoring the coronavirus in the U.S. and making recommendations on how to prevent the spread of it are now being blocked from testifying on when and how schools should be open. The White House is blocking U.S. Center of of Disease Control and Prevention, CDC Director Dr. Robert Redfield, and other officials from the agency from testifying before um, before a House Education and Labor Committee hearing on reopening schools next week. Now, this is dangerous as shit. Like, this is the most terrifying thing that you possibly can think of. In this climate that we're currently in, the last thing that you would want to do is close out a medical, like medical professionals. You're in the middle of a global pandemic. You want, you want children to go back to school in September. You want kids to go back to school in September. And the pandemic's not over. It's not over. You're losing infants to coronavirus. They're being born with coronavirus. And you have the nerve to tell me that you're blocking the CDC director from the actual meeting that you're gonna have with the House Education Board? Are you dumb? Are you fucking dumb? I don't have words. I don't have words. Like how do you it's so stupid? It causes you nothing to take yourself out of this. Literally, Joe Biden tweeted this earlier this week. He said, we left the tools in place for events of shit like this. And guess who dismantled them? Right, and literally months before. I hate conspiracy theories. (laughs) I hate them with a passion. But this one woman said something, and it was video proof of what she said. She said that they were testing the coronavirus since October of last year. I believe Guess when, and if I'm not mistaken, a month or two before they announced this, he dismantled the pandemic board. Now, here we are where cities and states are so anxious to get back to normal that they're starting to basically Open everything. Open everything. Turn a blind eye to social distancing like the virus is over. The virus is not over because you're tired of social distancing. The virus is not over because you're tired of wearing a mask. The virus is not over because you want to go to Miami. The virus is not over because you want to travel abroad. abroad. It's not over. Contrary to belief, contrary to your your frustration and your anxiety, trust me, the virus is not over. No, she's still here, alive and well. And until we start to operate as a unit, she's gonna be here a while. Because it's still out there, it still exists, and everyone keeps on thinking, oh, it's just a host of hosts. 
Well, then why don't you go to the coronavirus unit in every hospital? I don't, I don't really understand where these people who feel like it's a hoax get that from. The, the hard facts of people dying from this disease, it's spreading like wildfire. Do, are we just making up numbers? Like, what, Y'all starting to sound like him. Not to mention, I know people that have worked beside of Marlon here works inside of a hospital. One of my friends here works inside, one of my friends in Jersey works inside of a hospital. And at the peak of the virus, she was saying, like, there were actual freezer trucks inside, in front of hospitals. And in, inside of those freezer trucks are actual dead bodies that passed away from coronavirus. They had nowhere to store them. What, so you wanna tell one of my friends that lost his grandmother to COVID-19 that this is a hoax? One of my friends that reco- that caught COVID-19 and recovered, you want to tell him it's a hoax? Right. You want to say this is a, this is fake? This is very real. Y'all need to wake the fuck up and grow up. Wake the hell up. And quickly. Fucking quickly. <sighs> um, damn. Monique, girl. Kudos, girl. Clap for Monique. I think I heard about this. Yes, Monique, um, a judge rules that Monique's discrimination lawsuit against Netflix can move forward. They deny Netflix's um, motion to dismiss the case. Whoa. So you know what that means. In the words of Martin, on the episode of Martin, where they were in traffic court, the judge, oh, there's gonna be a trial. Oh, shit. So you know what that means. It's either they're gonna settle out of court and give her her special, mm. or they're gonna have to pay her regardless. Because yeah. it's, a, it, it's from what she specified, which is the truth, this is why she can't talk about it anymore, it was proven it was discrimination. It's blatant as day. She is an Oscar-winning actress, a renowned comedian, and you lowball her, but offered a female Caucasian comedian way more than you would give her. And Renegotiated she, with her after she came back and said she wanted more, and you gave it to her. Exactly. Gave Dave Chappelle, through the millions of Dave Chappelle, through millions. But she got offered like what, 500K? <laughs> and on top of that, inside of that lit- litigation where most comedians sign, they can't take any other offers for a year. That's inside the contract. Child. I love us for real. Damn. All right, mom. Get it. So, it's time to get a little heavy already. No. You sure? I'm sure I'm not ready. You're not ready to get heavy? I'm not. Heavy, heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got some heavy on me. Um, Evan Lozada, Evelyn Lozada was seen um, tearfully reliving a traumatic experience. When Chad Uchosenko um, retweeted something, and the tweet, the tweet he responded to, what's the secret? How do you stay so positive? Was it therapy, not being funny? Really asking for myself. This is Chad's response. I lost my temper for once in my life for three seconds and it cost me a lifetime worth of hard of work. I got it all back plus some after the second chance and nothing will ever get out, get me out of that happy space again. Evelyn Lozada responded, domestic violence is not an act that should never be justified or minimized, period, exclamation mark. And she retweeted her actual evidence photo that got leaked to TNZ from the headbutt incident and said, this took longer than three seconds. Now, Evelyn also went onto her Instagram um, where she actually made a 
IG video, uh, IGTV video response to everything and how it traumatized her. Um, I'm gonna get to believing women in a minute. I'm gonna get to believing women in a minute. Actually, yeah. you know what? A Let's minute start for, there. A, a, a minute starts now. Yeah. Um, everyone, let's. Let, let's let's talk. Let, let's have a scolding session for you, <coughs> for you niggas, <laughs> you, for you niggas. Okay. Um, I'm gonna start with Evelyn first, and then we're gonna move to the other topic. Um, Evelyn, despite the character you guys see on Basketball Lives, because we all know reality TV is staged in some way, shape, or form. Um, besides the stage fights and arguments that you see on Basketball Lives, this is still a person. And contrary to belief, even with Evelyn's temper, no woman deserves to be disrespected or hit. And according to Evelyn in that IGT video, IG TV video, she said this was not the first time that it happened. She was she's not talking about the other incidents where he put his hands on her. But it's triggering, like she said, to a victim to get backlash from people that we're not there. Right. Especially when she's saying, I'm trying to move on to the situation, but to consistently relive it is not helping. And it's the truth. It's like she said, I'm in a different space. I'm a mom. I take care of my business. Despite the character that you guys see on television, that is not me. And you guys took that, you ran with it, and basically in efforts to justify what happened to me. Right. And that's not, it's not right in any way, shape, or form. Evelyn's um, admitted that she's not perfect, but in any way, shape, in another instance, I'm tripping over words, she didn't deserve what happened to her. Right. And that's where I'm getting at this, so getting with this. But since you niggas don't like to listen to women, allow me to help you. This week, um, a, a little um, unsolved mystery happened. Um, we saw a video um, that popped up on our Instagrams, I think the last weekend, it's going on the week now, going on the week. And the, um, the style young Megan mm-hmm. was on, was seen on Instagram live in the kitchen with her friends, as per usual, drinking and twerking. And Tori Lanez is there. And we see about an hour later. Okay. Megan's on live, and next to her, to the to the left of her, it's Kylie Jenner. Stallion went to the Kardashian, went to the Jenner home. She went to the Jenner estate, the billionaire, the tycoon in the family. Mm-hmm. And they were leaving, and a thing happened. There were reports that came out that um, Tory Lanez was arrested on possession of a weapon. And Megan was seen at the scene of the crime because she was in the car, her her best friend. And Megan suffered a shot in the foot and it grazed her calf. And of course speculation comes out because everyone wants to know who shot Megan. So it turned into this biggest who did it mystery in the middle of a global pandemic. And it turned to Megan specifying this after everything happened because she had to break her silence. Mm-hmm. And the stallion said the following. 
the narrative being reported about Sunday morning's events a week ago, like I said, are inaccurate, and I like to set the record straight. On Sunday morning, I suffered a gunshot. I suffered gunshot wounds as a result of a crime that was being committed against me, and was done with intention to physically harm me. I was never arrested. The police officers drove me to the hospital where I, un- where I underwent surgery to remove the bullets. I am incredibly grateful to be alive and that I'm expected to make a full recovery, but it, is, it was important for me to clarify the details about this traumatic night. I'm currently focused on my recovery so I can return back to my life and back to making music as soon as possible. Hmm. Now, you niggas in these memes. You niggas in these memes. And of course, the main troll of them all. I don't think I need to name a name. Not on this platform, I won't. She went onto her um, her Twitter because Meg hasn't really been on Instagram since everything happened. Um, I'm gonna pull up the tweet because sis gave a word and y'all didn't pick up on the word. So she had a word for you niggas. It was important that you guys hear it directly from her. I mean, her tweet directly. Black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things in to protect the feelings of others without considering our own. It might be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for you to talk about, but this is my real life and I'm real life hurt and traumatized. Hmm. We told y'all on this show before, didn't we? To believe the black woman. That's it. We told y'all. We said it on several occasions, just believe her. She's not speaking on what happened. Y'all are speculating. Y'all yeah. have whole clue assumptions on what happened. First of all, Tory Lane's charge got um, up from possession of a deadly weapon to assault with a deadly weapon. So, you do the math here. If his charge got ups. You do the math here. I want you to really do the math. What was happening? <sighs> I really would love to know what was happening. So much. So much going on. And you niggas need to really be held accountable because it's sad. Okay. This is sad. <sighs> um, you know, um, with that being said, um, oh, Shakana, I gotta refuse this. <laughs> what does she do now? So. Oh, this is, hold on, wait. It keeps on my friend. Yeah, I ever seen in my life. So a lot of you men, men I have been on women. Yeah, I really gay as. And nobody ain't telling y'all the real, but I'm here to tell you today that you're gay. A lot of y'all men be putting y'all hand on women doing. Some sissies. I don't give a. You need to leave a woman alone. You know what I'm saying? You need to leave a woman alone. You feel me? First of all, Shakana, if you guys don't remember, Shakana has her own set of issues with Tory Lanez. And for you to insinuate that if a man puts his hands on a woman that he's gay, so we deserve women beaters now. We deserve women beaters. We deserve to be physically assaulted by men because we're gay. This is that kind of ratchet shit y'all like. Y'all stand for it. You know, I'm really tired of y'all always throwing your trash on this side of the fence. To us. Please stop. Please stop. I don't want that. 
We are not pedophiles. We're not. We are not rapists. We're not. We are not women haters and beaters. I just, I need y'all to just stop. Cut shit. And sis, I, I don't know what your issue is, but I feel like, you, where, where is like, I don't know, where, where is management? Where is, y'all need somebody to just put some tape over your mouth because you just always caught up in some shit. Especially Chicago. Always. Especially That's what I'm Chicago. saying. First it was transphobia, now it's home. Like, I just... Girl. So, speaking of that, um, it's time to get to the last topic and the topic of the hour. Nick Cannon. Let's talk about it. So, recently, Nick Cannon was on his show, and he basically made a few comments that came under fire. Um, they want to label them as anti-Semitic, mm-hmm. but I've only caught the clip that was posted to the shade room. I didn't get the full, like, what's the full problem? I haven't heard any of it. I got a glimpse of what was said. Now, I want everyone to understand uh, we're all work in progress. Everyone, no one is perfect. Y'all look for perfection, and y'all fell short every time. And half of y'all are not even perfect. And someone said this, and it's the God honest truth. Y'all want to point out the flaw of another person, but you're not quick to point out your own. And that point out your own, and that's the problem. So I try not to be prejudiced. I try not to be racist. I try to stick to the facts here, but. In order for you to want things um, to change here, you have to point out the flaw in things. So with um, Nick, I put a glimpse of what was said. And personally, I can say I don't really see the flaw in what was said. I don't see where it was anti-Semitic, to be really honest with you. And I could be wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. But I don't see where he went wrong. And the thing is, Charles Barkley, you another one that I, I, I haven't. We're going to get to you in a second. Because you and Terry Crews about to have a coon seed. But I'm going to start calling them, you spit in the coon, honey. Because you, you just you just really diminish your message with what the hell you said. Because kissing just to make sure you keep your job at ESPN ain't going to help you, sis. Anywho, you have to understand something. In order for you to really, uh, really empathize with people, like with minority, with marginalized people, you have to understand the trauma that we've gone through. The lies that we've been told as black people or that's told in y'all history books is not your real history and it's not the truth. Don't understand how we barely want to speak about civil rights in its entirety and the brutal honesty that of what happened is sugarcoated for history books. Let's 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 go there. We're gonna go there. Let's go there. Hmm. It should quote the history books. Just like y'all love celebrate Columbus Day. Um, America was discovered well before Columbus came into play, but he stole it from Native Americans. He killed their men and raped their women. But y'all don't want to talk about that because it doesn't make y'all look in the best of light. So when Nick Cannon calls y'all savages and animals because that's how you guys were acting. This, there was nothing for him to actually have to apologize for. I know why he did, but he shouldn't have to apologize for it. He told the truth of how of the actions that were taken. You were trying to basically make yourselves look good 
while hurting others in the process. Our people have been oppressed for over 400 years. Native Americans are still oppressed. They're still oppressed and they are not with the shit just like us. Like, no, y'all stole from us. Y'all, and even when I saw a clip of this Native American, older Native American woman that went, the woman that went off on this reporter, because she said, if it wasn't for us, y'all wouldn't even have a home. Good day. <laughs> it's the truth. In order for you to understand the trauma that you put marginalized people through, you have to hear the truth. I personally, I could say this, and like I said, I'm willing to be wrong. It's all right. But I don't see where he went wrong with saying what was done, the people, what was done. Now, in lieu of his comments, Viacom terminated their, um, their, their actual partnership with him. But y'all don't know what that means. That means his, inter- his business dealings with Nickelodeon is gone. His, inter- his dealings with MTV is gone. That means y'all not getting wilded out again. It's canceled. It's gone. Now, Nick Cannon is demanding the rights to the ownership of Wild Out so you can take it to another network. Right. Now, this is why it's important for you to own your shit. Because now, he has to fight to get the rights to Wild Out, something he created. Right. But he does not own the creative rights to it. Viacom does. Oh, boy. Like, they said he's still the host of The Mad Singer. They're not taking that from him. Like, he's not losing the mad singer. But just about everything else, even his talk show got postponed until next year. They don't even have a premiere date, but it got postponed until next year. A lot of business has been hurt from him saying this, and even a lot of people don't agree with, his, uh, with the apology. I personally can say I don't see where he went wrong. And I stand by it, and I say it a third time when we driving home, because I know how people are. I am willing to be wrong. And it's okay. Because I personally don't see where he went wrong. Because he told y'all the truth and you weren't prepared to hear it. I didn't hear him make any remarks from what I got. I didn't hear him make any anti-Semitic remarks in regards to Jewish people. I didn't get that. It's just, you know, and then you have Charles Barkley jumping on and saying you can't want um, want want equality if you're willing to disrespect another ethnicity. Sir... You may have been in the NBA for years and have a cushion style of retirement salary from them as well and also have a partnership with ESPN, but sir, at the end of the day, you're still a black man. Just as, as quick as all this got snatched from Nick, it could be snatched from you too. It could be snatched. Okay. He told the truth. He said what was the truth. He did not show any ignorance toward it. He showed that he was actually enlightened toward it. And still lost everything. Y'all can't stand when the truth is told. Y'all can't stand when somebody tell y'all the truth. And I'm talking about the white people. I'm not talking about all white people because we know we have some allies in the community and that's all right. We love y'all. Y'all get a plate at the barbecue. As long as y'all stand on the front lines with us, you can get some barbecue. But at the end of the day, we're talking about the white people, the Karens, the Kevins of the world. We're talking to y'all. We're talking to Bob. We're talking to him. We're talking to those people that feel as if they don't, like, they feel insensitive and they're going to take this and run with it. No. At the end of the day, I say it and I say it again. He did not go wrong with what he said. 
at all. He told you the truth of how the people were acting to basically genocide marginalized people. Y'all still trying to genocide us to this day. Native Americans had to police y'all out of their lands. Like we don't want y'all here at all. That's all I got for you motherfuckers. <laughs> this week in Six Sad World. Pause. Oh. There are two things that you didn't bring up that I have to talk about. Oh, yeah. One is going to be very quick. Oh, yeah. But I just... Oh, yeah. I just find it real funny. Oh, I got another thing too. I'm not done. Go ahead. I, I just find it real funny that uh, Mr. Alcina... Oh, hell. I'm trying to avoid talking about um, bag, my um, New Orleans bag this week. Sir, um, you know there were people that were speculating that your reasoning for bringing out the episodes and things that you went through with the Smith family were to promote your album. Um, and a lot of people were fighting against that. And while I'm not taking away from your experience, uh-huh. this new song called Entanglement that you put out. Entanglements. It it don't it I does it doesn't that. help. I know this. It doesn't help. Heard about ten seconds of it last night. I was done. It, I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I'm done with it. And sir, you just like, you show on your hand and it just looks really crazy. Like, if this wasn't about that, it didn't have nothing to do with promotions or anything like that, this should not exist. But it does. Do better. You gonna leave my man alone. He gonna leave me alone. Because I'm sick of this shit. I want entanglement to be done. It's winding down. It's winding down. It needs to be done by end of business today because I'm tired. I don't want to hear shit about it next week. Okay. Number two. Uh-huh. Um, don't know if you saw the Twitter back and forth. Yes, I did. I know we're about to go with Tiana and... Um, and Mickey Blanco. Yes. Mickey, let's talk. Um... You were wrong in this, sis. I've loved you, you were, but you were wrong. You were, and then also, there are two things I want to address in this. As a member of the LGBTQ plus community, we really have to do a lot better about picking our battles, okay? Mm-hmm. Tiana Taylor... I need y'all to, y'all to just like. I think I can pick up where he where he's going. Recognize the Tiana Taylor show. Y'all just being introduced to Tiana Taylor. You might not know, but Tiana has been in ballroom and the LGBTQ plus community since she was fifteen. Yes, she's not new. She is not new to this. She's actually very true to this. The reach that y'all did by trying to call her transphobic because she didn't know about Mickey's transition until this beef came up this week is a reach sis it's a reach with T-Rex arms I need y'all to stop 
And then for her to, in the midst of it, it was brought to her attention with this bullshit that Mickey is now trans. And then she corrected herself from then on out to the last post that she put out today, closing everything out. Literally. Stop. Woman is pregnant as hell. Stop. When we see somebody that's blatantly transphobic, we know them. Mm-hmm. You can see them a mile away. When a bitch is revealed and uncovered for being transphobic, all her shit is blasted out. Yeah. Tiana is not that girl. She's really not. She ain't never been that girl. Ain't never gonna be that girl. So y'all can just stop. Mickey. You. You made yourself look really messy. You you made yourself look really messy. You made yourself look like somebody that people probably would not want to work with in the future. Because this should have been taken up. With legal representation. Hello. And furthermore, just like Tiana said, you had her number. Even though this wasn't her business, this ain't had nothing to do with her. If you felt like it had to do with her, you could have contacted her directly. Mm-hmm. And you did, and then like you look like a clown chaser. Mm-hmm. Because here it is, we are two years after the fact. Tiana came out with a whole new album that is doing amazingly, and then here you come from beyond the bushes, talking about something that happened two years ago. First of all, who waits on their coin to get to them for two years? If you really had an issue, if this was really a problem, it shouldn't have took two years for you to address this issue. Furthermore, you should have addressed it correctly instead of doing it like this. Tiana, I saw those tweets. Tiana said it, and everyone that that is familiar with Tiana, she said it, her body language said it. She didn't agree with the rollout for KTSE at all. It was a Kanye West project. It was not really her. Period. So she even said for work this pussy. She fought for that song to get on the album. She also specified in those tweets that she wanted Deshaun on the track, not Mickey. And that's no slight to her at all. At she all. wanted Deshaun on it. But Kanye made the decision and put Mickey on it. Not to mention, Mickey also claims that she wrote Kanye's verse for Hurry Hurry. Read the tweets. She claims she wrote the verse for Kanye. Now, my issue is, Tiana said it. She even said, she's like, oh, and free. She said, and free works for good music. Hello. She has no business with me. None. This is a Kanye West problem. I have nothing to do with this. This is not me. Yes, it is my track. But when you are signed to a label, you go through the label. Label. I'm not paying you. Tiana Taylor is not going to be on your check. Tiana Taylor's name is not going to be in that check. It's going to say good music or it's going to say death jam. That's who's going to send you your wire to pay you off. And then on top of all this, sis, you went through all of this. And this woman... Just as swiftly as you brought this mess to her. Got you paid. Got you paid and it wasn't even her place to do it. She got you paid. right, Literally right away. Closed out the topic and said, I am done with this. Pick your battles. Like, don't try to drag people into this that's actually for you. And like, don't. Y'all got to stop. Stop doing that. Because that shit is tacky. It's weird. And it's just wrong. Like, you literally, like she said, you have, and then the part that really baffled me 
and it's how you do it was messy. And she's like, and I told you that was HIV positive. That had recently became HIV positive. What does that have to do with you getting paid? Nothing. That- not a thing. It does not issue. You were in the middle of a global pandemic. Your wording sounds messy. I told you I had I revealed my HIV status to you. Blah 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 blah. And you had a problem being around me because of my status. And Tiana was like, "Skirt, wait a, wait minute. a minute, no, no, it's not it. That's not, not what you all. want. Like you literally forget she is a real ally to the community. This is not a, I just love being around gays type of thing. No, she's been around us since she was a teenager. Consider some family. Hell, let's be brutally honest. She's bisexual. And she said it herself, 90% of her team is LGBTQ people. Uh, How, like, it don't even look right, sis. Like, uh, that's like, (laughs) I just, I just don't get it. I don't don't understand it. And one more topic before we uh, transition into uh, the next phase of the show. Um, First of all, I want to say congratulations and welcome to your new truth. To Avery Wilson. Now, a lot of you guys are not familiar with Avery Wilson. He is an up and coming RB singer. You, a lot of you guys may remember him from his YouTube days of singing, but we all basically alluded that Avery might not be heterosexual. But yesterday was his birthday, so happy birthday, belated birthday to you, sir. And he revealed on his birthday that he is bisexual. Now, he, um, obviously there's a new man in his life because he revealed that he's in love. Now you see who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and Marla can attest, because you just saw his Instagram or his Twitter, one of the two. He can attest, Avery can take his fucking face off. So, I mean, and the, he even went into an explanation on Instagram Live where he said, basically it was an exclusive thing. It was more so discreet than DL type of thing. If you were familiar with him or knew him, you knew this. He wasn't hiding it from anyone. It's just he didn't want, basically, the same thing a lot of people say they're trying to get into the industry. They don't want to reveal it because they feel like it'll bring a bad connotation onto them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't want to reveal that. I'd rather keep this. I'd rather keep it like people that know me know I'm guy. But congratulations to you living your truth, sir. You still sing your face off. You know, um, you might be in a wet dream or two now. Uh, <laughs> and with that being said, our cups are empty and it's time to refill them before we get to the thread. And we will be right back. No, um, while we were filling our cups, I, I, I genuinely, I, I have a question. Okay. Sit down. It's okay. You can do it. You can do it. Come on. It's all right. More questions. For the people. Come on. Okay. Um, it's, it's been hard for me to come forth with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I can let it out. You can do it. Come on. Come on, yes, you can do it. What am I trying to say now? I don't know. You don't know? Y'all better send some goddamn listening letters. What is the problem? We know y'all listening. We see your numbers. We know you're out there. Y'all out there somewhere. We know you're out there. So listen. My number's somewhere. Oh, listen. All you gotta do. All you gotta do. All social media platforms Facebook, IG, Twitter. Yes, and then, then we have an actual email set up. Yes, yes. So WRYH podcast on all social media platforms. And then, and then, if and you then, want to send an email. Yes, God. Send an email. Send I don't like crying to y'all. 
So email. Give me the email. W R Y H podcast at gmail.com. Once again, it is ask W R Y H podcast at gmail.com. Listen. What so is your excuse? I mean, what, what's the problem? You ain't got none. The smartphone is in your hand right now. Y'all got problems. We got answers. So, send in your listener letters, questions, comments, concerns. Let us know how you feel in the show. Maybe it's something you want us to talk about. But you got to send it in. If we don't talk to you, we won't know. That's right. I'm tired of crying. I'm tired. My, yes. My, I'm tired I, of handing him tissue. Y'all stressing me out. You. Just you? Y'all stressing Lonnie out, too. Uh, clearly, he's cry- clearly, he's crying. He won't fight with me today. But anyway, yes. Yeah. Make sure you make that happen. And uh, He can leave. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> he can leave for real, y'all. Uh, to piggyback off of what we ended on, I'm just gonna go ahead and say what the children are afraid to say. Um, Avery Wilson, I'm starting your stand club. Um, you are worthy of a crumble coochie now. And um, your face is looking like such a comfortable seat. Shout out to Nori. Um, a throne, a porcelain of the day. Woo! Of the day. Ooh, okay. <laughs> a crumble coochie. <laughs> A crumble of Gucci, bitch. Uh, All right. All right, y'all. So this week, the thread is going to be very free, very unscripted. Yes. Swift. Because as you can see, (laughs) we're going through a lot these days. And I just, I just... I just be so uninspired. There's just so much shit going on, but we're gonna try to keep it light, you know. And I figured we talk about some shit that makes us happy. Okay. All right. So, 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 times. You know. Uh, Did you say pre-rodeo? Pre-rodeo times. Pre-rodeo. Fucking bitch. Pre-rodeo. <laughs> I said it. Well, we can actually go inside spaces and places without having to wear face masks. You know, I mean, you know. Um, back when we didn't have the fear. Oh, they had the fear of the STD, not Corona. You know. <laughs> those times. Those oh, times. Swabbing the throat and the booty, you know. A, a, a quick one, you know. A quick one. A, a fun time might end with a penicillin shot. And who knows? Wait, who knows? Bitch ain't died from it, but you don't. Yeah. Um. So I told Lonnie, I said, Lonnie, let's let's talk about some of our. Don't you know we love nostalgia? We live for nostalgia, bitch. We live for nostalgia. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I said, I wish I was a kid. And everybody then said, I remember way back when. Ah! Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you know, being the '80s babies that we are. Yes. '90s kid over here. That's right. We got a 90s kid and 80s baby here. We're going to talk about our favorite things mm. from those times. Mm. From those Come on, times. Jesus. You know, I love all that. My inner child loves being alive. Yes. So we'll start it off here because I don't know about y'all, but I'm a cartoon head. I loved cartoons growing up. And I'm, were you a cartoon kid? Yes, I was. You were? Okay. A small tad bit, you know, sprinkle. Okay, okay, okay. Let's talk about your favorite tunes from way back when, when you were a kid. Let's talk about it. (laughs) I hate you. Let's talk about it. 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 Marlon, I can't see it today. I can't see it today. (laughs) Are we on Dahlia? Are we going to be on Dahlia today? Let's talk about it. Uh, you don't even know what I'm talking about. It's fine. No. Mm-mm. 
so we were left off a valley. Okay. Where Reggie. <laughs> I hate you. Can we also say real quick before we get into my favorite? I finally a professional. Okay. My my black gay card might get revoked. Oh shit. This week was the first time I ever watched Jackie's back. I can, now, if you're familiar, Jackie's back is hard to find on streaming anywhere. Find on YouTube. I did too. It's on YouTube now. What I say, the shade in Jackie's back. <laughs> it was prime shade. First of all, viewing Jackie's back is one of the deepest punches on your gay card that you can get. All right, she's a deep cut. All right. <laughs> It's a cult classic. It's a, it's so if it take you a little while, so it's okay. It was, I. It was ironically one of the funniest films I've ever watched. Baby, do yourself a favor, because first of all, a Jackie's Back DVD is comparable to, as we stated earlier in this episode, the Who Is Jill Scott Words and Sounds CD. It's on the most stolen list. Yes. Always, like Jackie's bag will disappear from your house real quick if you're not careful. Jackie's bag is hilarious. It Even is. Though, first of all, they all stole from <laughs> Streisand, <laughs> Little Brandy, <laughs> Whitney, <laughs> and B. Arthur. <laughs> they all. They all stole from me, <laughs> baby. Shout out to Auntie Jennifer Lewis, who is. Mother of Black Hollywood. Period. Flat out. The woman is an icon. Uh, it was, she is untouchable. It was literally. It was art. Yes. <laughs> to watch Jackie's back. Yes. It, it was is. art. It was hilarious. Do you The one of the funniest Where Are They Nows ever. <laughs> hilarious. It's ridiculous. Love um, Goddess. <laughs> don't get me started. Okay. Because I know all of the lyrics. All of the songs. Don't get me started. Anyway, all right, bringing it back. So sorry, sorry. That was that was a nostalgia in itself. Yes. <laughs> um. Cool child. Um. The two the tunes that I love. Car. Hmm. On said list is Captain Planet. Work Captain Planet. Okay. Okay. Um, yes, your 90s baby is showing. Yes. <laughs> um, Black Gay Card, Sailor Moon. <laughs> Bitch! <laughs> I love Sailor Moon. I don't care what you, know, you hold I'm convinced say, that you knew that you were queer or just nerdy. If you love Sailor Moon. If you fell in love with Sailor Moon. I don't know. I can't even remember how I discovered Sailor Moon because it was one of those cartoons. It used cartoons. to come on in like the, the, it just come on early in the morning. Yeah. Early in the morning. <laughs> it was crazy, but yeah, yeah. And it was like also our first real exposure to anime with yeah. Sailor Moon. Yeah, between Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball. Those two. I, I don't care to this day. I'm in my 30s. I don't give a fuck who hears it. I still love Pokemon. Um, <laughs> Actually, them too, because Pokemon came around that same time, and yeah, they were all kind of like that introduction of anime into American culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, and also, I had to. Mm. I love um, Rugrats, and and mm-hmm. if we're gonna go there, uh-huh. we're, we're gonna, gonna go there. Uh-huh. We're gonna go there. Okay. I love that. It's a laboratory. 
<laughs> bitch. All of the things, bitch. Oh, okay, so y'all about to see the clear age difference between me and Lonnie with these like remembrances because like I'm remembering like all of those things I loved all of those cartoons but those were not necessarily the cartoons that, that you grew up I grew up with mind you it is like what a four year age difference yeah mm-hmm. and it it still it will still show like how big that gap is though it seems small because yeah. like I grew up on shit like um He-Man and She-Ra cool child yes I grew up on shit like Voltron. I grew up on G.I. Joe. Oh, can we have a quick homage to X-Men of the 90s? The original. The original the X-Men. The original X-Men. Bitch, and you know what's funny? Talk about shit that you look back on now as an adult. X-Men was so dramatic. It really was. <laughs> it was so fucking dramatic. But nothing was more, than fucking, more fucking dramatic than Spider-Man in the 90s with fucking... Um, with fucking old oh, who was the name of his love interest? I forget her name. Mary Jane. How when she jumped when he proposed to her and she jumped up that fucking building <laughs> and said, I wanted to see if, I wanted to see if you would always be there for me. I'm like, if that ain't the most toxic shit I've toxic ever seen shit. in my, oh my life. Gosh. I'm like, this bitch really jumped up a building. She almost died. Hello. Talk about what I wanted to make sure that you would always be there for me. Like, bitch, you almost died. It's crazy. Um, what else? I grew up on shit like the Smurfs. Yes, um, King. Looney Tunes, which then Ooh. gave us the ever-classic Tiny Toon Adventures, Ooh. which then turned into giving us the Animaniacs, bitch. The Animaniacs is, is iconic. Iconic, which then gave us Freakazoid. Yes. All of the things. That, you know, that was a time where, bitch... Saturday morning was like a job. Saturday morning used to be lit. You had between, to get up early. For me, it was between recess, pepper and oh, 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 yeah, the, oh. the proud family. Oh. Then you had on. Then it was. I said recess. That was channel seven. Then you would transfer over to channel five, and that's when they had X Men on at that time. See, and I, it was mad clutch. Saturday mm-hmm. morning, you as a kid. You marveled at waking up early on a Saturday Everybody. to catch these shows. Everybody, you had to. Cause, okay, so my thing was, if I wanted to watch the Power Rangers, I had to be up a little bit early because yes. they came on early. King. Power Rangers came first. Then I had to have my, I think, what came on after that? Because I the one Saturday morning lineup with Recess, Pepper and all of that stuff, and then I'm gonna start dating myself for real now, because at one point, uh, can we, Darkwing Duck, yes, God. Chippendale Rescue Rangers, yes. DuckTales, um, can, can you're we, about to gag. Okay. The MC Hammer Show. Yeah. MC Hammer had a cartoon. He did have a cartoon back in the day. Oh my God, Bonkers, um, Tailspin, bitch. <laughs> Can, can, can I please have a moment to stand something really fast? Really fast? Can we, we all grew up on Scooby-Doo, but can we have a moment to stand what's new Scooby-Doo? <laughs> <laughs> bitch, first of all, not only what's new Scooby-Doo, but bitch, a pup named Scooby-Doo? <laughs> bitch! Oh my, oh my God. Yo, I just don't understand. 
Those were the those were the times, bitch. Oh, the gosh. times, bitch. Then, my, then, like for me, the closeout for Saturdays was right before regular TV came on. I had my Looney Tunes fix, and right after Looney Tunes, when I always knew that it was over. Soul Train came on. Yes, God. Now, if you really are a nostalgia, if you really want to live in nostalgia, who, who you give it to me. Come on. You remember when Shamar Boy used to be the host of Soul Train? Mm-hmm. I can't every Saturday. I remember that. Oh my God. I now, remember that. None of those. If you ever know, if, I don't know if anyone noticed, but. None of those performances were live. No. They were all lip sung. The the live performances were only around when Soul Train first came on. Right. When it first hit the scene in the 70s? Did they start in the 70s or the 60s? I remember it used to come on Saturday afternoons. Yeah. And you would literally be in the house waiting for Soul Train to come on. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it would go from there. Now, ooh, we on a Saturday afternoon. But then... What you about to get Can we go to Saturday morning? Alright, so regular TV shows. Come on, give me your sitcoms. Your fave sitcoms. Let's go. Because I got a feeling where you're going. Can we go to Saturday morning? I mean, give it to me. What you got? Now, if you are my age, I'm in, I'm pushing mid-30s at this point. If you are my age, you remember bitch. Okay. You remember when Nickelodeon was lit, bitch. Okay, alright. Nickelodeon used to be lit on Saturday She was night. lit. She was lit. And it wasn't called regular Nick, it was called Snick, which was Saturday Night Nick. Okay? Give it to me. So... <laughs> you had all that. Yes, now, all that. This is where you met so many of the stars that you see today. Yes. Like, you met Keenan and Kel through Snicks, yes. which they ended up getting all spin off Keenan and Kel. Exactly. We met Nick Cannon on all that. We did. Um, we also met another person on all that, Lori Beth Benberg. Yes. Um, we also met Amanda Bynes thanks to um, all that. We Which did. and the show was actually funny, and then they actually had actual stars coming through their show, their show um, performances on the show. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, this is back when they used to have actual artists do their theme song. So if you remember all that, TLC did the theme song for all that. So for um, Ken and Kel, Julio did the theme song for Ken and Kel. Mm. <sighs> I first knew it was love for excited when I met Robert Richard. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what that is. Ooh, Jesus Christ, that was a fun, fun little hazel eye moment. Mm-hmm. Made my little quiver. My pussy do a shiver, bitch. <laughs> yes, okay, got it. <laughs> now you realize Got it, now I know what you're talking about. Got it. He sparred, his, the first time we met Robert Richard was Cousin Skeeter. This is the one snick show that we cannot get on streaming. I do not understand why. And it was also when we really got to know Megan Good as an actress. We saw mm-hmm. her on Friday, right. but she really was a regular. She was a part of the cast on Cousin Skeeter. Gotcha. Now, Cousin Skeeter was a show about a. It was a show about a boy that came to live with his cousin, mm-hmm. uh, with his cousin and his parents. Now, um, Cousin Skeeter was actually a puppet right. that was voiced by Bill Bellamy. Right. Yes, he was the voice of Cousin Skeeter. Now, I just, oh, Saturday nights would be so nostalgic. Now, this is before y'all cancel all this shit. You had, um, also, I would watch, 
God rest his soul, my um, my auntie. We would sit back after all day shopping, you know, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. In luxury. Okay. <laughs> we would hit all the stores, get all the things. <laughs> and then we would come home and we watch cops. Come on. Now, y'all cancel cops due to everything that's going on. After 30 something years, y'all probably cancel cops. Listen. And then at the time, you had America's Most Wanted. Now, yes. these shows have all been canceled due to, of course, <laughs> the sensitivity of the climate and culture right now. Mm. But these are staple of us growing up. But I swear to you, we had the best childhood in the 90s. Baby, let me tell you, because, we had the first best. of all, during the 90s is when black TV was, was black popping. It was black TV. Poppin'. It was no, like, then you go back and you remember the parenthood. Yes, the parenthood. Martin. In the living, house. Living single. Thea. The, oh, God, that's when we first met Brandy. Was Thea. Hello. Um, Moesha. Iconic black television. television. You, a lot, like, black TV was on, was in demand at that time. Family Matters. Iconic, iconic. black television. Fresh Prince. Uh, what was this? I forget the name. Hang with Mr. Cooper. Yep, yeah, give it to me. Um, when Sinbad had his own show. Yeah, that didn't last long. It didn't. But um, like, there was a lot back then. There was a lot. We had a lot of iconic television. A lot of representation at the time. Um, what about what were your favorite white shows at that time? I used to love Clarissa Explains It All. Yes, God. <laughs> when we first met Melissa John Hart. Hello. Um, um, I'm about to date myself again. I used to love Family Ties. I wasn't really connected. Um, who's the Boss. These are all 80 shows. Yeah, they are. All 80 shows. Um, what else? Three's Company was my shit. The Lucille Ball show was my shit. That's my, my mother still loves I love Lucy. Yeah. That. Yes. That's my favorite show ever. Um, Nickelodeon actually introduced me to a lot of those older white shows like uh, Bitch, can I have a moment? Y'all not gonna sit here and shit on my girl. Who? Let me tell y'all something. Y'all don't like to reference her, but I do. Because okay. I love her. Okay. But y'all gonna give homage to the nanny. Let me tell you something <laughs> about Fred Drescher. <laughs> that was a show. Fred Drescher was iconic <laughs> in the nanny. I fucking iconic in the nanny. Those pieces, baby. <laughs> you want to talk about the original bird, original sea girl? That's original. Let's be perfectly clear about Fred Drescher. <laughs> Who else do you know can sit here and take a job as a nanny watching children and literally by the end of the show she is married to her boss? Bitch, she came to the door selling makeup, became the nanny, nanny, and then secured the bag with the marriage. And the assistant could not take it. At all. She could not take it. She wanted him. So let's get into some of like the dramas back then, bitch. Nasty New York Undercover. Oof. The show of a, first of all, I was in love with Malik Hill. Oh, bitch. Oh, um, melted in the seats. That chocolate motherfucker there. Oh, now, my God. The one thing that my, and the, mm. my friends know me, and they'll tell me all the time, and it's the one my pet peeve with my friends. 
That was like, if he light and bright, that's Lonnie's type. It is. Fuck you, bitch. These <laughs> are facts. Facts are the truth. But I've had more brown skin and dark skin boyfriends than I've had light. I can believe that. Now, the crazy part was Malik Gilba. Bitch, I'm getting weak talk. <laughs> now, ooh, so we going down memory lane, bitch. Mm-hmm. We want to talk about dramas. Let's do it. Let's do it. I want you to name, and I think we talked about this before, but I think, now that I think about it, I think I'm a little dwarf it now. Okay. I want you to talk about your biggest crush in the night. I know who mine is off back. Okay. I, named, I already named one. Okay, so let me give you my very first crush in the night. Okay. Very first one. Okay. Don't y'all judge me because the motherfucker's still fine to this day. Okay. The Black Ranger. Zach. And then when I realized he had a six finger one thing on his right hand, I was like, wait, how did that happen? Oh my god, that man was so oh. And he aged so well. He is he still, still fine. He still looks the same. Age. He is still fine. Oh my god. Um, who else? Wait, I gotta make sure I get his name right. Yeah, because I know who mine is. I've named two of them already. I've named two of them already. Um, also, and you know, uh, people that know me know that I am uh, partial to all things chocolate, but I did have a light skin lover. Donald Faison, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. His thick ass is still fine to this day. <laughs> Donald Faison was so far. Oh, then we had them braces and clueless. He was so cute. Oh, shit. Oh. I remember him in Wayne's Oh, baby. Oh, shit. And as he got older, he just got better. Uh, so also, also, one more, one more, one more. Okay, okay, okay. Let me make sure I'm getting this. Thing. I'm gonna name my three because I, I know I gotta think of the third one. No, I don't. I actually know exactly who it is. I'm gonna wait now. One gonna shock you, bitch. Let me let me just make sure. One gonna shock the fucking. Oh no, I got four. Damn. Um, my last one, Carl Anthony Payne II, aka Cole from Martin. He is fine. That motherfucker he is, is fine as frog hair, bitch. I don't care oh, what nobody fine. say. Cole. There were lots of jack obsessions to Cole when I was younger. Absolutely. Uh, I did so, pleasure myself to the thoughts. I did. I did. I, anyone that knows me knows my first answer to the question. Who would you think it is? First answer? 90s? 90s. Who am I talking about? Now, take Shamar and Robert out of this. Okay, Shamar's not in it. And neither is Robert. If you want Robert, I literally want to sit here and give y'all exhibition status. If, if I ever came across him, I Robert who? Richard. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Not, we ain't talking about Kelly. I know. Fuck out of here. I was making him short. Um, hmm. Now, who's the light skin legend of the 90s? You have to think about this. I already know it. Of course, you already know it. That's the man you was lusting after. I don't know. Who is it? L. You. First of all, okay, 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 okay. So, can we talk about it? 
I wasn't really on LL in the beginning stages, but oh, there were two shit. songs that made me know it. Hey Lover. Hey Lover is the first one. Uh-huh. I know. I Bitch, the video for Phenomenon? Do you remember that song? I have to watch the video. I remember the song. Baby, that, first of all, the video was sexy as shit. It was like he was, it was this party scene. Everybody was in gold. And he was licking them lips from here to eternity. He was, uh, first of all, I don't like super ripped LL Cool J. I don't either. I like the pre-LL Cool J that had the soft buff going on. The nice chest, thick. Oh, he was so fine. Yes. As long as he kept the hat on, because that motherfucker got a big ass head, y'all. And I my like second, big heads. My second, cool. my second crush in the 90s, it hurt when he died, and he died on my birthday. Oh, that's right. Prodigy from my Bitch, oh. if you are from the Northeast, mm-hmm. especially Tri State area, I know bitches that had crushes on Prodigy. <laughs> that was my th- that was my thug love. Come on, <laughs> yes, thug I love. I love Prodigy. <laughs> Understand. Hey, hey, love. Mm. Still does something to me when he says, "Hey, yo, shorty, come here." Like, what you want? <laughs> <laughs> it's still doing something to me to this day. Okay. Oh my god. And my third one is actually going to be a shocker. Let me tell you something. Him that is, is him. It's so fun. That fucking. First of all, when he said it's soul food, when Bird kept looking down, he's like, stop looking at my dick! I just want to see it. Can I see it for a second? Can you just no. move the towel on me? Can you flash it? Something? No? Okay. So when, first of all, when Bird had to sit here and put something in his mouth to keep him from on it, yeah. I was like, okay, all right, I'm here. Throw the cat I'm on s- him, sis. Give him the puss, sis. Give it to him for me. Bitch, and while we on the topic, while we are on the topic, Alan motherfucking pain, bitch. You bushy, hairy, fine, fat lip motherfucker, you. Jason, God damn. If you needed to question the validity of how fine Alan Payne is, Jason's lyrics should be enough for you. Bitch, and an honorable mention while we are on the topic, you want to talk who... You know who my thug love was? Uh-huh. Tretch from Naughty by Nature, bitch. <laughs> but I don't even do the thugs like that, but I want a Tretch to tear me the fuck down, hole. I'll never forget when I saw Vinny a couple years ago inside AMC and outside. Mm. I was five, seven, he was with a little, he was on a little date on that. And you know, I tried with celebrities, I tried not to fan out in front of them. Mm. I really did. But I was five, six, and so I like, can you give me Tretch and I'm not gonna talk. <laughs> I just want to talk that listen. Mm. First and then mm. and this might be strange. But I had a lot of female crushes back then, because it was some fine ass women in the 90s. I mean, if you wanted to come with some coochie. Lisa Nicole Carson. Lisa Nicole Carson. What's she Jada Pinkett's best friend in Jason's lyric. Oh, huh. the busty, <laughs> the busty, buxom goddess of the '90s. That woman, fine as hell. Oh my God! If we want to talk about women crushes, in yes. the 90s, this is 
Like, I, we all know okay, but just because you're gay don't mean you don't see the beauty in a woman. Baby, because we the first ones to see the beauty in them. Quiet as is kept. But anyway. Me along and Friday. Let me told you something. Especially that scene when she was jogging when she when they first Yes! Together. I was like, that is a gorgeous fucking woman. That woman just... Uh, a, first of all, and let... Let the truth be told, Jada Pinkett. Yeah, one you know, of you the, can say what you want. That was a fine. That is a fine woman. And still, it, look at her fucking mama. I had somebody in mind, and I wanted to say, you just made me lose my train of thought. Sorry. No, it's fine. I'm trying to think. It's fine. It's all fine. Who else? Who else? Um. Ooh. 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 Wait. 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 Damn. 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 I lost my train of thought. Fuck. Um. 90s and women and gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Mm, 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 mm. Bitch, I think I got it. Give it to me. Say what you want, and she is problematic as shit, but let me tell you something. Stacey Dash in the 90s. She was that girl. She was fine as hell. She in the was 90s. that girl. And she knew she was fine. She was that girl. Pro- like I said, problematic as fuck. But that woman was fine. As, you couldn't take that from her. As soon as she turned on us, that's when she started aging. Hello. Get into that, it. That, <laughs> that's that, she, it. That and she just started selling herself to the white Listen, and that was it. That was it. So let's get on what I know everyone was waiting for us to talk about. Music. Oh, shit. 80s and 90s music, baby. I have one song in particular that takes me back to my childhood. Um, back in the day, after Sunday mornings and sometimes Saturday mornings and sometimes Saturday mornings they get to ha- happen because, as was specified not too long ago, my family was the shopping kind. Mm-hmm. So whether it was with my mother and my grandmother before she moved to South Carolina or my god family, we were always shopping every like every couple of Sunday, Saturday mornings we go out. So. This one song in particular that takes me back to my childhood in particular um, on Saturday mornings, because hello, here in the Tri-State area, we've always had KISS and WBLS. Now, KISS originally, like a few years ago, ended up turning into ESPN, but majority of the actual radio personnel transitioned over to WBLS. Okay. Now, there's one song in particular that reminds me of Saturday mornings. My name. I said, don't disturb this groove. And the living is so real. I'm so into you. Bitch, that is not your song. That is not shit. Now, that is an 80s song. Bitch. But it stuck with us. It is a cult classic. Don't, if you do not know, don't disturb this groove. By the system, bitch. You need to be shot. Now I now I'm not gonna lie to you. I just watched the shy for this week. Mm. If we gonna have a full episode where I discuss the shy like I did with Instagram until the very end, because the last the last five minutes of the shy this week did something to my anxiety. I ain't gonna talk about it. <laughs> um, but when they did a scene or they had a blackout, because the show is staged is staged in the south side of Chicago. Um, Shout out to my hometown. And. They had a blackout. Mm. Now, they had a little gathering at Sunny's. And bitch, I knew, I was like, this is authentic to the actual scene when I heard this song. Follow me. Mm-mm. 
Why don't you follow me? And you don't hear that thing about Uncle that passed away, recipes hutch. But it was I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, this is really authentic to Chicago because like it's Chicago, you cannot you cannot talk about Chicago or have anything stage in Chicago if you're not gonna talk about house. It's the same thing with Baltimore, it's the same thing with Jersey. If you're not gonna incorporate house in it, don't talk about it. That's it. That's it. So Oh my gosh. But if you're gonna talk about music, like the fact is we just talked about 90 sitcoms, but can we just talk about how much 90 sitcoms put us on to a lot of music? Now that part. Moesha was a very big piece of bringing music into the culture. Mm. Like in retrospect, I might be this isn't a reach to me. It's kind of like how I feel about Insecure with music was kind of Moesha with music. It was, okay. you have to keep in mind, Brandy was an artist. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the time, it was easy for her to get artists to come to Moesha. So we learned, I think we all learned and got into Get It Together thanks mm-hmm. to Moesha. Okay. We got into Keep On Keeping On by MC Light thanks to Moesha. Mm-hmm. We got into some of these songs thanks to the artists coming onto the show to perform them. And it's just, it's so weird how our music, especially at this time, this was like prominent, like primarily when black culture was basically being taught onto us. Like I had to go back and thank God for homecoming. It retaught me the words to the black national anthem. Mm-hmm. I forgot them. But in the 90s, back when I was like first and second grade, we had to know them. Because right. after the Pledge of Allegiance, we went and sang the national anthem. We were singing the black national anthem. Right. It was at a point where it was in schools, where they taught it to us. So when we get to now, with talking about music, it's like we really were, we really were, really the culture was like it's in us because it was taught to us it was put into us black history month was a thing yeah in 90s schools so when we talk about 90s music i think about so like especially growing up in the tri-state area we had rap before new york rap became a global thing Mm -hmm. yeah so i remember the mob beats i remember the loose hangs i remember my cousins listening to them before I got to digest them for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it's so weird going back to that time frame because we're talking strictly about the 90s. We're talking about the 2000s when I was a teenager. Like, I was literally a, pre- a preteen in 99. Right. So I was 12 when back that ass up. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen. And, and you, that is a cult classic to this day. Listen, and when you talk about like the gatekeepers of introducing black music to culture like back in the 90s that's when a lot of our shows were incorporating our music into the into the tv shows Mm -hmm. and one that comes to mind for me that was really prominent was in living color because at the end of every episode damn near there was always a musical guest at the end Mm -hmm. that would be debuting a new single or a new song that also takes me back to talk television in the 90s was so Fucking lit, so lit. I think about the Arsenio Halls and fucking uh oh, bitch, Ricky Lake. Back when Jerry Springer used to let them fight on Jerry Springer before they broke it up. That's it, Ricky Lake, Jerry Springer, Jenny Jones. Um, I find um Montel Williams, Gerald Rivera, Geraldo Rivera. Rivera. I forget his name. Fucked it. Uh, Montel Williams. 
Sally Jesse Raphael. That was back when TV, talk TV was really big back then. Then you had, like, and then when we talk about them bringing music into the shows, like, you had all that that had a very diverse cast. And even when it came to their music, it was diverse. But they were not, like, the one thing I can say is they even had rappers come onto the show mm-hmm. and do their songs for the show. Yes. And it just, it, it, like he said, it takes us back to a time of remembering that music and why we love it so much. Yes. But I'm going to ask you a question. What up? Of the 90s, I want you to name me your favorite ballad. Favorite ballad of the 90s? Favorite ballad. Shit, child. I have mine. That's hard. Just one? Just one. Well, I mean, if I'm gonna, well, wait. Is that 90s? That's not 90s. See, I went 80s immediately. Now, I have one, and it might shock everybody, because I've made it no secret that I love this group. And I think about the video when I think about this song. Can we go back to the day when life was Word. Can you tell me how perfect life was can somebody tell me how to get things back the way they used to be? Oh God, give me relief. I'm down on them than me. Yes. Love wasting it. <laughs> Will you come back to me? I'm down on one good the 90s of Addy. I need a Addy. And I'm going to say a rap song. Because mm-hmm. my rap song is similar to a Addy. And I'm going to say Hey Love. Mm. Hey Lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, the set, you know what? The crazy part was, now that I think about Hey Lover, it was such a picky song. Mm-hmm. It was a picky song. Uh-huh. And the funny part is, I think next year we're going to do that. I want you to pick your favorite top five picky songs. Yes, top five pygmies. Okay. Because somebody okay. named it on the thread that Lou um, started it on Twitter, but somebody has said, Princess, I want to be a lover is a pygmy song. It is. And I said... It's an iconic one at that. It's an iconic <laughs> And we had a fight because I had said music's um, buddy was a pygmy song. And he, and he fought, he was like, no, 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 bitch. That's a, that's a, that's a frame of benefits song. I said, you know what? Fine. I'll trade that out for just friends. That is very picky. That is a very, very picky, picky, picky song. I'm like, fine. I, I think about it. I'll second. Um, I'll trade it. Damn. It's hard for me to pick one of my favorite ballads, but this one sticks out to me. Rain by SWV. Oh, bitch. Rain down, fall on me. Let your love just shower me. Just rain on me. Yes. First of all, SWV. Child, get into it. My favorite girl group. Is the only the only girl group I could girl group I could think of that had the singing songs about being about getting a facial. <laughs> the fact that I only learned that that's what that song was supposed to be about like two years ago. 
I'm blue like, man. And then when you listen to the lyrics, it's like, is it really about a facial? Bitch. I'm like, oh my god. And then when you said that, it's you're the one. You're the one. Uh huh. I'm like, oh yeah. my god, y'all really gotta sing it real wrong ass song? First of all, SWV, let's be clear. SWV is one of them groups, they were the queens of giving you songs that have these double meanings, these secret messages and First codes. Of all, my favorite SWV song will always be downtown. I was just. <laughs> The fact that that song is about getting ahead. Listen, so many songs. And Wale rips that, like, really demoed that song the way it should have been demoed for the trip downtown. If you are not familiar with the trip downtown, YouTube is your friend. The trip downtown is an ultimate sex song. Work. <laughs> I can't. And then off the mixtape about nothing, you are welcome. Work. <laughs> oh gosh, what else? Cause we going about music in the 90s forever. We sure can. What was your favorite music video in the 90s? Top three, because let's be clear. The 80s and the 90s were the age of the music. Well, 80s through early 2000s was the age of the music video. Ooh, oh, 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 damn, and that we, was quick. What? That was quick as shit. I thought about it. Okay, I'm ready. All right, let's go. Um, number one, bust around with your hands last and say, what? <laughs> kill, kill. Um, number two. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Missy Elliott featuring the Brad Socket to me. Word. Um, and I had to close out of the 90s. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say I'm gonna go left field. I'm trying to think nineties videos, but let me make sure. For the style and purposes, I have to say Randy sitting up in my room. Did that close out my three? I'm like, and it was so simplistic, but it was so appropriate, to, especially to our ages, because of the fact that one, she was a teenager doing that soundtrack, right? And they made sure she stayed. Like the one thing people don't get Sonya um, Norwood credit for mm-hmm. is her hype Williams made sure that they didn't sexualize Brandy at that early of an age. Like right. every video, if you think about it, from when she was a teenager, none of them had her in revealing clothing, none of the sort. It stayed to a very childlike theme. And not even child, it was a simplistic theme and it was not provocative in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um My top three. Okay. Scream by Michael Jackson. Yeah. Featuring Janet Jackson. That was a music video. I comic. And it was the sad part that's the only time they work together. The only time. They could have easily released an but, entire album together. But people don't give Janet enough credit for not using her brothers to get into the industry. They, they really don't. They don't give her she enough credit. She literally made her own life. And even when Oprah said it, y'all didn't pay attention. Oprah said it. She said, you really did not. Like, you're here because you worked to get here. You're right. not here off of your name. You're here because you worked to get here. Second one... Buster Rhymes and Janet, what's it gonna be? I was supposed to name that. That video 
first. First of all. Oh, 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 oh. Can we please? I have an honorable mention. What? Can we give an honorable mention to Bus Rhymes? Give me some more. Hello? Bitch, that was. Uh, that was an iconic music video, and y'all slept on it. You really did. Like, Busta Rhymes, problematic as all, homophobic and all, excuse me. He was visually the Mel Missy Elliott of the 90s. Yeah. A lot of his videos are iconic if you go back and watch them. Yeah, all of them, actually. Yes, his videos were iconic. The label spent money on his music videos. Yeah. Um, and what's my last one? Oh, wait. I gotta make sure it's the 90s though. And I bet you it is. Come on, man. We need you to give it to us, right? I said, give it to us. Now, right. I happen to love this video. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But sitting home by total, I love that video. Can, She's we, can we give the flowers to Trippin? <laughs> <laughs> Well, can we give our flowers to the Kima Keisha Pam CD, period? The fact that I, as problematic as it is, the fact that I play so often, I try, it's just, it's, it's embarrassing. It's Hello? Embarrassing. Hello. That, that CD was everything. First of all, the age of CDs, bitch, like, I remember it had gotten to a point where I had my own little CD book. And it got filled. And it got filled. It and got I, filled. Now, were you the type that only put your CD in the in the sleeve, or were you the type that put the CD and the booklet insert in there? CD and booklet. Work. <laughs> Gotta have CD them both. And booklet. Gotta have them both. It was no point. If you didn't do both, it was no point. None. These were really good times. And what was your last music video? You have one more. I did three. I said scream. Mm-hmm. I said what's it gonna be, and I said sitting down. Oh, okay, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I have one more before I give it back to you. I feel like I have an honorable one more show. Um, was that nineties though? I think it was two thousands. What? Um. Overprotected remix by Britney Spears. That was definitely two thousands. It definitely was. Okay, so then no. Um, cause late nineties and two thousands gets real blurred. Yeah, cause nobody can tell the difference between the two. No. Um. Damn. Yeah, I'm thinking. What was? What was the first album you ever purchased? Brandy. Self-titled, first album I ever purchased on my own. Robin's first album was mine. Really? Shocking I saw that on Twitter. I was like, wow, okay. Robin's was mine. Okay. And it, it became a drug ever since. Like, I went back and purchased so much music from, like, that time period. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I remember getting clowned out one of the Destiny Shots album. I don't see why. Cause that was a, that was a moment in time. Listen, I had writings on the wall, but I went back and purchased it from the damn mm-hmm. I didn't care. I was like, mm, I need this. <laughs> All right, so let's do this. Okay. Your top three scratched up, worn out, almost unplayable anymore CDs of all time. So I'm on my branding. Work. Okay. I, that is easy. <laughs> um, damn. Ashanti's first album. Okay. Um, damn, you got me really thinking. 
the right is in the wall and I scratch that. Okay. And... That was three. This is your honorable mention at this point. The self-titled Leah album. <laughs> you ain't even have to do me like that. <laughs> you ain't even have to do me like that. It, listen, you said scratch those. I have to think about it. <gasps> okay, fix your face. <gasps> your face, fix it. Okay. All right. Oh, shit. Come back, come back. Um, back. All right. Ooh, all right. Um, I had it. That was 90s. Busta Rhymes Extinction Level Event. Scratched, baby, I played the fuck out of that album. Oh, I played the fuck out of that album. From beginning to, I really did. I really did. I love that album. Um, I have to see. Ooh, if I have another album mention, I would say Brandy's never say never. That album got scratched up for me. And I remember I begged for that album. Really? I begged for Never Say Never. Mm. And they because my cousins at the time, they were not into RB the way I was. Really? So I remember I had to beg, I had to beg my god family to never say never. Mm-hmm. I remember I was like, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted. <laughs> but it's tasty that this is why and I guess you could say this is where music really had changed. I remember how I know I love an artist is that they made me cry. Mm. And I can name three artists on hand that have made me cry. And Jesus, I'm gonna ask you the same question. Um, name three artists that have made you cry. Um, my three is gonna shock. It's all right, it's okay. Mm. Um, Frank Ocean has brought me this here before. Okay. Sizzle has brought me to tears before. Mm-hmm. And Kanye West has brought me to tears before. Kanye West? Kanye West brought me to tears with um, her set, late registration. That makes sense. I hunted, when I tell you, I hunted for almost two weeks for late registration. I hunted for that album. Mm-hmm. I was not trying to rest until I owned it. I remember. And I just was like, oh my god, I have to find it. I cannot find it. I went to bootleggers, I couldn't find it. I went to stores and it was sold out. When I finally got a hold of late registration and listened to her upset, mm-hmm. I bawled. And I just was like, oh my god, what is this? Right. And with Scissor, I remember why I cried with Control, because I had listened to the very last track. And this album came out literally a week before I turned 30. And mm. 20-something just did it for me. Mm. 20-something did it for me. Like, work it all. Frank has made me cry on two songs. Mm-hmm. One is Strawberry Swing mm. from the Nostalgia Ultric um, album. Okay. And self-control from Blonde. It blonded. If you know from Blonde, if you know self-control, you can't help the waterworks on self-control. You cannot help it, especially like I said, I said this on Twitter and I need to reiterate it again. Real music lovers are suckers for lyrics. When you can sit here and piece together what someone's trying to say, and in self-control, there's a deep meaning behind self-control. And people are like, oh, how can you love Frank Ocean? I'm like, bitch, have you listened to Frank, o- to Frank Ocean? 
I'm like, baby, because my song on that album that got me was sick for you. This isn't my life. It's a far farewell to a friend. Baby, by the time we get there, I'm done. I'm done. Um, Brandy has made me cry several times. Bitch, love wouldn't count me out, brought me to tears before. First of all, um, put that on everything. Tears me down every time. Every time it tears me down. Necessary from Aphrodisiac tears me down every time. Every time. Oh my God. Um, who else has made me cry? Um, first of all, um. Destiny's Child. What? First album. Um, what the fuck is the name of the song? Hmm. Killing Time. Bitch, just go listen to it. And I guarantee you it's an ex somewhere that has made you feel like that. I got one. I got one. If we're gonna go Destiny's Child, I'm gonna go there. You ready? If I loved you a little bit longer, Child. if I loved us a little bit longer, that one didn't do it for me like that. Won't you stay? Stay, baby, please stay. If I granted all of your wishes, gave you more than touches and kisses, would you stay? Stay. I need you to stay. Oh, Tuck, Beyonce has made me cry too. Heaven. Yeah. Heaven is the one time that Beyonce got me. Heaven and I honestly have to say, now that I think about it, Tanache wanted me to see it before with, um, what's the name of that song? Baited Breath. Oh, Beyonce got me breath. with flaws and all. I'm a train wreck. Yeah. Oh, and of course, Prince is made me cry. So. Of course. But Jesus, Bated Breath, if you've never listened to Bated Breath off of Aquarius, mm-hmm. that is a song. <laughs> that is a song. Like, sis went there for Bated Breath. Word. But, mm-hmm. we're gonna jump all off into the 2000s and got way off topic. So well, it's time to pull on over. Sorry. We're gonna pull on over. We're gonna end that there. We hope that you guys had fun on this trip down memory lane with us during happier times, pre-coronial times. Pre-coronial, I'm dead. You know? Um. Mental health tip, what you got? I've said it already, technically, but I'll reiterate it. Please check on your friends. Um, if you have not checked on a family member that you feel in this, that your spirit, a lot of people don't want to talk about it sometimes, your spirit tells you to check on somebody and you don't know why. Sometimes there's a meaning behind it. Check up on your people, please. Especially with everything going on, people dropping like flies. Please do yourself a favor. Do not hold on to that guilt of shoulda, coulda, woulda. Please check on all your people. Um, And my mental health tip for this week is on the opposite spectrum of that. Um, Take some time for yourself. Yes, God. To like reset, to like reconfigure, to 
step away from everything because if you all are feeling anything like me, I get a lot of numb moments now. Like it's, it's so much going on that you can't keep up. There's death everywhere. Uh-huh. Fucking economy is gone to shit. They're killing black people more and more each day. We're not getting any justice for the killings that have happened. Um, it, it's just a lot to take in, and, and it can it can kind of zombify you, really. Put you in a space where you're just moving through life with no feeling. Take time to yourself to reset, to take a step away from shit, and just really, like decompress and then come back with better energy to fight better, to do better, to just make it better for you. Yeah. And that's all we got this week. Um, Alright y'all. Thank y'all so much for tuning in and listening to us go down the lane and scold y'all as per usual. Um, <laughs> this has been fun. Let's do this again next week, same time, same place. And, um, with that being said, I think that's all we got. All right, y'all. Holla. Listen, in the words of Tabitha, now go on and be good to yourself. And if you're not having a good day, don't you dare go messing with nobody else's. That's right. Period. Shout out to Auntie Tab. Yes, we love you, Tab. All right, bye, y'all. Bye.